Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. Today we have a major update in the Bungie copyright takedown strikes YouTube controversy. And if none of that makes any sense to you, please do check out our earlier video on this subject we put out this weekend, entitled in thumbnail form here, Bungie versus Bife Infringement and the Largest Trap. You'll see it in our newest videos. Some would point out that that title may seem a little bit aggressive. Bungie has disclaimed all responsibility, after all, in a tweet that was issued just after that video went out. We're aware of a series of copyright takedowns on YouTube, and we are actively investigating this includes content on our own Bungie channels. These actions are not being taken at the request of Bungie or our partners. Please stand by for future updates. And that's the end of the story for so many people that are otherwise looking at this. Bungie says they didn't do it. Bungie says it wasn't at our request or our partners. And the cynical lawyer in me reads these very, very closely as I do. This is a vetted public relations statement. And I say, well, what does it mean to request? Who are your partners? If you contract for third-party policing of your brand, of your copyright online, is that a partner or is that a vendor? Is that a contractor? And if it's just a contractor and you can make that case so that this statement isn't wrong, what does it mean to request something? If you just tell them to go out and police your brand, it seems like you could still make the sentence that says, hey, uh, why are you doing that in that particular way? Don't hit my name as Bife. Why are you making strikes like this? And they point to the various contracts and say, well, you say this particular action is illegal. We think it deserves a strike. So that kind of thing can happen, which is why I follow up on the question. I'm not accusing Bungie of anything when I do this. If you saw this all happening on Twitter, I said, hey, did you authorize someone to police your copyright infringement on one or more platforms? Because if you did, I could see this statement still being true while me personally would have an issue with one of your contractors going out and being so overzealous. We've seen this before in virtual legality. We saw this with respect to Sony and their strikes and their takedown orders across multiple platforms with respect to The Last of Us Part Two, going very, very either close to or over the line of what they should be permitted to take down through the DMCA or these various platform channels. So it's not without precedent, but... We also saw at the same time, or a little bit after Bungie issued this particular note, that the general counsel for Bungie actually put out a tweet in response to one of my threads. Said, yep, I'm aware of the issue here. People impersonating famous brands to do fraudulent takedowns so they're the only one left standing to collect ad revenues is such a well-known problem that I teach it as a flaw in the system in my course. So here you have the general counsel of Bungie going a little bit further than Bungie's statement, even though this is still all intimations and innuendo, suggesting that what he thinks Bungie is looking at is very likely some kind of fraudulent actor. And we will see as part of this video in this major update that there appears to be some backing to that, even though we're still looking at allegations, we're still going to be looking at documents that are just from one party's point of view, so we can't actually answer anything 100%. Now, others of you have asked, hey, if this isn't the case, and we don't know whether or not it's the case at this point in time, why don't you change the title? Why don't you take this video down? It's clearly wrong. And in answer to that, I would say it's not clearly wrong. The focus of this particular video is not even on who struck the channel, but the trap that is laid by these game publishers when they have a guidelines document that says things like, we'll generally approve, we'll generally be okay with this, and they can otherwise change their mind or decide that this isn't one of those cases where they're generally okay with something because their legal terms of service have never actually given the content creators a legal license 
to create the derivative works that they are creating. So Bungie is one of these publishers. They are not alone. A lot of these publishers do this. If you want more specifics on this particular angle of my concern in the gaming industry, please do check out that earlier video because that is 95% of the focus on the substance that I talk about in that video. But back to the specifics here because they are very, very interesting. So a number of content creators reached out to me when this happened. A whole lot of content creators were apparently struck, not just big ones like My Name is Bife, but a whole number of them, including very small or small-ish Destiny 2 fans making Destiny 2 videos. And a whole number of them reached out to me. A number of them reached out to me this morning specifically because they received an email that was quite questionable and they potentially wanted to get it out there. Now, I know that Bungie is investigating these things, so I have redacted all the information that's personal or in any way problematic from sharing this info, but my best bet is that Bungie would prefer that this doesn't get out here at this point in time. That said, I think transparency is the best course of business with this kind of thing, and so I wanna share it with you today. So first we see exactly what one of these takedowns looked like and why there were red flags if I could see these takedowns when they happen at the moment in time anyway. So it says, hi, content creator, Due to multiple copyright strikes associated with the videos below, your YouTube account has now been disabled. This is a message from YouTube. You can see the video was about the Witch Queen, Destiny 2. And the contact info given has some characters before csc at gmail.com. CSC is going to be a name we're going to talk about in just a minute. Takedown issued, not by CSC though, but by Bungie Inc. So you have a number of things happening here. The biggest of which is that while it's not impossible that a copyright holder or a representative of a copyright holder could be using a Gmail address, it is enormously unlikely. And it's a big red flag when you see one of these, you say, hmm, this looks to me like it's probably fraudulent. It's probably a problem. And we can start directing our ire a little bit at YouTube. I'll tell you why that's not fair so much as well, based on the way that the laws of the United States work. But you can see why this would raise red flags. Now, if you looked at this email address and you saw all these, they would match an email that was sent either late last night or early this morning, depending on which jurisdiction you're in as one of these content creators. And it says a whole bunch of stuff, some of which is a little bit manifesto-y. So here, greetings. I'm one of the people who filed false takedowns on videos uploaded by you and others in the Destiny community. And I've had it verified by these various content creators that reached out to me, want to remain anonymous, so do take that. With a grain of salt, I've tried to verify them to the best of my ability, but you don't get to know the tilt that they have. You don't get to know their actual identity. So please do evaluate that accordingly. But multiple people sent me this exact email. I can tell you that. The other person filing false takedowns is blank, csc at gmail.com, who I will refer to as David. I'm not aware of any other email addresses that are being used to issue fraudulent takedowns. I'm also keeping some parts of this email confidential for obvious reasons. So this David character is brought up in the introduction. It's clearly a motivating factor for this individual who does go by Jeremy in the various instances where we see his name referenced. They might be aliases. I strongly suspect they are aliases. But Jeremy sent that takedown that we were looking at. Jeremy sends this email and says, there's another person also filing takedowns named David. And David isn't a partner of Jeremy's. We'll see that Jeremy has a problem with David. With that said, there's more to this that you should know. As is obvious, I'm not employed by CSC and I have no affiliation with Bungie. The same applies to David. 
So let's talk about CSC for just a second because this is the second time we have referenced it. We saw My Name is Bife reference it when he was very upset about his video receiving a strike and accused Bungie of doing it because, hey, the name on the bottom of the thing says Bungie, but of course the email was apparently from a Gmail address. And we can't be sure that all these content creators had the same strikes, the same takedowns from the same people, but I can tell you that a number of them got this kind of pattern and sent this information to me today. Now, CSC is what is known as a kind of corporate advisor. One of the things that they provide is domain management, brand security, and brand protection. And you can see in their online brand protection page, they tell you all that they can do for you, including delivering a full service analysis as well as enforcement and reporting capabilities supported by multilingual analysts in our global offices, allowing our clients to outsource all elements of brand protection to a trusted provider. You can hire these guys to go and protect copyright infringement, trademark dilution, whatever it's going to be because the internet's a big place. And honestly, your skill set is not in policing the copyrights that are available online. They're in making awesome video games. So when you're looking at something like this, this is the kind of provider that makes sense. But certainly as we've talked about, they're also the kind of provider that can act overzealously and the kind of provider that's going to have representatives that will be signing these various takedown notices and which appear to be part of the hustle here against YouTube. Certainly the fact that the email addresses end with CSC in both instances, that my name is Bife, thought it was CSC, also thought it was Bungie. These various things come up and suggest that that's part of what they're doing against the YouTube process, whatever it might be. You see that CSC uses algorithms and AI, a proprietary discovery engine platform that makes it possible to monitor the entire internet, or so they claim. This is the pitch that they make to these companies, and that's who they are. So he says, hey, I don't work for CSC, even though it might look like it. He blames YouTube for allowing this. YouTube's copyright takedown system is incredibly flawed. Their verification system for takedown requests is so gullible that people such as I and David are able to file takedowns without any legitimacy to our names. If you're looking to place blame, place it on YouTube for its sloppy copyright takedown system and Bungie for ignoring this issue for so long. We will also see Bungie blamed that this is an individual who, at least in this email, is alleging that Bungie knew about various takedowns, knew about these flaws, and didn't do anything about them and that's the motivating factor as described in this email for why these things happen. I could tell you how I got YouTube to think I was a legitimate representative for Bungie. All it took was a single sentence. No documents, no license, no private information. Also, I did not issue takedowns on Bungie's own channels, which of course they claim as part of their defense. Whoever did that is further proof that YouTube doesn't verify the identities of takedown claimants. Certainly, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but YouTube isn't terribly motivated under the legal system that we have to do a lot of extra verification. And we'll talk about that in a minute as well. I was directly affected by false takedowns from David several months ago, and many others were issued false takedowns by this person over the past several years. So here we get into the kind of jilted YouTuber motivation section here, right? So this individual is saying, hey, I was operating in social media. I was operating and I got false takedowns from this individual and Bungie didn't do anything about it. I believed with enough attention, Bungie might've been prompted to step in. The first few channels that were hit by takedowns didn't seem to grab anyone's attention. So I had to escalate the matter. If I hadn't escalated the issue, 
many people would not have had their takedowns resolved. So this is what we might call self-policing or self-help, a little bit extra legal. False takedowns, claiming that you are an owner of copyright when you are not in order to draw attention to it is at best civil disobedience. At worst, it's a kind of legal terrorism against channels that don't deserve that most definitely. But we start to see a picture, at least as described in this email. We see someone who was affected by someone else. They figured out how the scam worked and said, hey, I'm gonna do this scam on channels so that Bungie has to do something. The Bungie has to go figure it out because presumably I, Jeremy, don't have the resources to get YouTube's attention, but the Bungie's of the world would. You can see the rationalization in a kind of supervillain sense, uh, but it isn't just trying to take down things for ad revenue. It isn't trying to claim things for that ad revenue, at least as described in this email. It's because he had experienced false takedowns himself and wanted to get Bungie's attention. You may choose not to believe me, he continues in his email, but at least I responded to some of the people whose videos I took down. The other frauds like David never reply because they're spiteful cowards who want their victims to feel helpless and afraid. David has also been issuing false takedowns for years with no repercussions. Although unlike me, they've been playing it safe up until now by only issuing takedowns on a few videos to avoid Bungie's radar. I intended to get caught so that Bungie would take heed of the corruption that has been ensuing in the center of their YouTube community. Like I said, little manifesto-y here uh, as we read this email, uh, but you can certainly see exactly the motivation that this particular emailer is claiming. And I can say that uh, the content creators have verified that this email address matches with the takedown email addresses that they have received. Not all of them, I haven't talked to all of them, but the ones that I have talked to can verify that match. I fully intended to retract my takedowns and stop issuing them after Bungie had acknowledged the issue and begun restoring people's videos, channels, or otherwise. If David went after more videos, I wouldn't be able to remove the takedowns since takedowns can only be retracted from the original claimant's email address. Otherwise, I would have undone all their actions and prevented this altogether. It took me a long time to actually figure out what that sentence was saying uh, because obviously one person can't just retract takedowns that are issued by another person. That would collapse for legitimate takedowns. That wouldn't make any sense in terms of process. What he is saying here is effectively that this David is going out there and causing so much trouble, he felt, again, justifying what he did, that he needed to do this because he can't otherwise take down David's. Only someone that is the legitimate copyright holder could go and intervene, like the bungees of the world or even the representative, if that is CSE or if they use another third party. None of this was about copyright infringement, Jeremy says, nor did it have anything to do with the Sony acquisition, which of course it didn't. That's another comment that I saw a lot on social media. And in my comments, Sony is not the owner of Bungie right now. Deals take a long time to get closed. Regulators have to review them. Contracts have to be moved. Diligence has to be further undertaken. Sony is not the owner of Bungie right now. They probably won't be for at least a few more months and potentially even longer. Then Jeremy gives a tip. In the future, you should expect the claimant's email address in the contact info field of a copyright takedown notice made on behalf of a large studio like Bungie to originate from a domain other than Gmail when determining its legitimacy. As if the determination of legitimacy would matter after YouTube has spoken, right? You can look at those things and perhaps Bife has the same kind of information and jumped the gun. Certainly he retracted those tweets that I used in my earlier video pretty quickly after that video was posted. No relation, I don't believe, but because he talked to Bungie directly and Bungie explained that they didn't think that it was their fault, just as they put forth 
publicly. That's a nice tip from Jeremy. It's a little condescending as part of a video saying, hey, I deliberately hurt your livelihood to make a different point, but it is a good tip. If you see a Gmail address, assume that you've got a problem. Pretty much the same with phishing scams and emails. You see a Gmail address on the end, think twice before clicking that link. Not legal advice, just practical advice. Finally, Jeremy says, I know this hardly means anything, but I apologize to you and everyone else who was affected by my selfish actions. You have every right to be furious with me. My goal was to get Bungie to see the fake takedowns and stop them. That's all. It's interesting to have an admission of copyright fraud sent to you by email and apparently sent to a whole bunch of you uh, by email if my comments and DMs are any indication. Not the wisest course of action, but it's good to potentially get some clarity. Now, Bungie is behind the scenes. I would be willing to bet. Don't have a Bungie contact investigating all this, trying to figure out whether this is accurate, who Jeremy is, who David is, how this hole can be filled, potentially talking to YouTube, because that's the ultimate crux of the problem here, right? As the blame goes, if you can just get in and submit a copyright takedown request, as YouTube recommends you do, with very limited information, then frankly, that is potentially a problem says, hey, you send us your personal info, you do this copyright takedown. If you give us a valid legal alternative to you as owner, if you use a representative or some other alias, that's totally cool. Your physical address and phone number will remain confidential unless it becomes a part of a lawsuit. We're on your side, copyright holders. YouTube's gonna take care of you. Now, some of that is a function of the DMCA, right? We're not gonna talk about it at length here, but the DMCA, of course, says you get a safe harbor, YouTube, if you take things down when you get a notice that looks like we need it to look. Unfortunately, on the counter notice side, the counter notifier that says, hey, that's all wrong. That person doesn't own the copyright. It's a Gmail address for God's sakes, YouTube. What are you doing over there? They have to submit their own name, address, and telephone number. And what YouTube does, unlike with respect to the original notifier, is they don't say, hey, we'll keep it confidential. They in fact say the opposite. Enter your contact info, give us your rationale for disputing this. Come on, we all know the copyright holder's strike is correct. What's your rationale for even making trouble for us at YouTube? And by submitting the counter notification, you consent to sharing your info with the claimant. Now, if you read an email like this, would you want your home address shared with someone that makes these kinds of statements in this kind of tone and sends them out? I know I wouldn't. And that's part of the problem with the process. It's part of the problem in the DMCA itself. Because the DMCA, as we've talked about at length in virtual legality, doesn't have terribly strong penalties for actually committing fraud using this process. It just doesn't. It asks for this information. And then the YouTubes and platforms of the world say, hey, we don't want to be a go-between for the information you need to actually work this out yourself. We're trying to keep our safe harbor. We don't want to be some kind of mediator. So we're just going to send your info out. And that's a result of the legal paradigms here. So regardless of how you feel about YouTube, YouTube is doing what US Congress has asked it to do and is responding to the incentives that the Congress has put before us. And I think that YouTube is doing a lot of the right thing here, but certainly it could be improved and perhaps even evaluated because YouTube isn't doing anybody any good service here for allowing this kind of thing to happen if it is as described in this email, if you just have to go and say, hey, I'm Jeremy, I work at CSC, CSC represents Bungie and YouTube's okay with it, whatever that sentence he claims worked on YouTube actually is, then that's no protection at all. That's a license to kill, especially if YouTube's not gonna enforce problems. And if 
you're not actually going to bring a federal lawsuit because nobody wants the trouble. It's very expensive. And quite frankly, the DMCA doesn't even have the teeth that make it worthwhile for a claimant. So that's what we've got right now. Certainly from what we can see happening behind the scenes, it does appear that at least certain actors are claiming responsibility for this outside of a professional capacity, either at the real CSC or at Bungie. So Bungie's statement can certainly be read to indicate exactly that as we see from March 20th, 2022, but it is going to be interesting to follow and nothing changes with what Bungie has set up because counter notifications are hard when you're automatically infringing. Challenging any of this is difficult when Bungie reserves the right to do these strike downs whenever they want, right? We can change this policy, order you to stop sharing our content for any reason at any time without warning. We can go and take it down no matter what all our documents say. Then honestly, as a content creator, you have to take these things very, very seriously, no matter what they say. And that includes YouTube taking them seriously. And that leaves all content creators in a very precarious position. But we know a little bit more now. Hopefully we'll find out a little bit more direct from the horse's mouth. I would hope this week where Bungie can explain some of this stuff, what their investigation has shown, what content creators can do about it and move forward with what is a very successful launch of their latest expansion, The Witch Queen. This has been Virtually Gaudi for today. If you enjoy conversations about business and law, exposés, hidden emails, please consider supporting the channel. We cannot do it without viewers and listeners like you. Otherwise, just subscribing, upvoting, downvoting, leaving comments, doing all the stuff that YouTube loves for engagement, at least until someone from fake CSC decides to strike the channel entirely. Every little bit helps. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.